Next on BYU Sports Nation, the 2016-17 preseason awards, including male and female athletes of the year. What about team of the year? Also, Jonathan Tavernar will join us in Studio B with his preseason pick, thoughts on Jimmer Fredette and the future of BYU hoops. Plus, Tanner Mangum lands on a quarterback award watch list with an asterisk. What is that all about? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, Studio B, your host, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. We are live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, July 14th, wherever and however you're dialed in. It's wonderful to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Y Awards Blue Carpet Reporter, Jason Shepard. Spencer Linton, who are you wearing today? Uh, I am wearing Gap by <laughs> Marcio Vill- Villarreal. Wow, very I nice. I don't know. <laughs> Why is that always such an important question? Who, who are you it's, wearing it's not, today? Not, what are you... It's Who are you wearing? Let's give someone a free plug because they gave you free clothes to wear on who camera. Who are you wearing? That just sounds dumb. Why can't you say... Who was the designer that designed your dress? You look very nice today. (laughs) And leave it at that. I don't understand. Who are you wearing? (laughs) Uh, The uh, vernacular is just kind of strange there. By the way, speaking of like red carpet, blue carpet, locker room interviews, what's the craziest interview you have ever done? Easy. This one's easy. And this happened very early in my career. I'm talking like late 90s. This may have been like 97, 98 you're so old, man. Don't, don't, we don't need to go down that road. <laughs> but I was, I was at a Utah Jazz shoot-around before a game. They were playing the Lakers. And so it was time for us to go talk with the Lakers. And this is when Shaq was there. And, you know, Shaq was at his peak. And Shaq clearly, at my 5'9 height, is significantly taller than I am, okay? <laughs> As most people are. He's 7'1". Yeah. So I'm literally, like, holding the mic, you know, Full extension in my arm, and as he's as he's talking, he's moving his head. So I'm very careful to kind of move the mic where his mouth is so that I'm constantly picking it up. I'm scared about where this is going. I happened to look in a different direction, and he made a sudden move, and he bumped into the mic. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no. And then it got worse because he looks down at me, as only Shaquille O'Neal can, and says, you hit me with that microphone again, I'm going to beat your butt. <laughs> Oh, did you soil yourself at that time, Jason? No, 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 no. no. And it could have been one of those moments that scarred me for life, and I never wanted to do another interview. Luckily, it became like a, like a joke, and we made fun of it. Uh, but yeah, so I've been threatened by Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, my goodness. That's the most memorable and crazy interview Yeah, I've ever. done some weird interviews, but I, that tops them all. That's when you have your, your, your life-threatened. Humanity threatened by one Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, I've interviewed a pop star named Red Foo and his girlfriend, Victoria Azarenka. But that... His, his, so tell yes. people, tell people who, for the, who, who don't Red know... Red Foo. He's Barry Gordy's son, by yeah. the way. Uh, and uh, at the BNP Paribas Open, this national tennis tournament... In Palm Springs, they do the green carpet where they have, like, a dance party the night before competition starts. Victoria Azarenka is, like, 6'1", one of the top women's players in the world. Red Foo is, like, 5'8". So just the whole – but his hair is so big and tall and the fro-esque that, like, he's almost as tall as her <laughs> with, with his hair. But, yeah, that was, that was a fun interview. 
<laughs> what do you call him? Hey, Red Foo. Did what? Red threaten you? <laughs> <laughs> he did not. He did. T- he did invite me to come inside and party it up, and I was like, uh. Yeah, there will be no party I'm gonna, tonight. I'm going to pass on that, but thank you. <laughs> Got to go and take care of my one-year-old at the time. <laughs> Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Tanner Mangum has been named to the Davey O'Brien Award watch list given to the nation's best college football quarterback. Taysom Hill is not on that list, but here's why. There's an asterisk. This is true. This is not a joke. And in that asterisk, it says, in accordance with Davey O'Brien watchlist guidelines, in cases where multiple quarterbacks from the same school received consideration and the school has not yet named a starter for the upcoming season, the player who finished the last year as the school's starting quarterback is named to the watch list. So can we just go ahead and assume that Taysom Hill would have been on the list too? Tanner and Taysom. Both? Tanner Taysom. I like it. I like it. There's nothing wrong with that. Hey, and the awards continue. Algie Brown and Jamal Williams, both named to the Doak Walker Award watch list. That award is given out to college football's best running back. Not to be confused with the Doak Walker <laughs> Award. Kyle Collinsworth had three points, eight rebounds, and three assists last night against the Milwaukee Bucks for the Dallas Mavericks. His team plays tonight against Brandon Davies and the Chicago Bulls at 8.30 Eastern. Jimmer Fredette and the Denver Nuggets Summer League team play tonight at 8 Eastern against Jason Shepard's Utah Jazz. Oh, yeah. Hoping for Jazz win, Jimmer goes for 30. <laughs> It'll be a good night in the Shepard household. Oh, my goodness. All right, now, we've chosen a much more dignified approach for this last headline. Mm-hmm. So, Prince William, Princess Kate, this one's for you. Roll the British music. <laughs> Round one of the Open Championship is underway. Daniel Summerhays is currently on the course tied for 80th at one over through three. Jason, back to you. Is that Dumbledore? <laughs> I don't know. What is that? I don't know. What, what is that? Uh, well done. <laughs> Thank you very well much. Well done. Oh, Harry Potter. <laughs> uh, rise and shout. It's time for what's trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The 2016-17 BYU Sports Nation Preseason Awards. Yeah, July is a fabulous month, isn't it? Speculation, hype, predictions, projections. That's just January or July? Don't we do that all the time? I'm just saying, it's emphasized in July. Good point, good point. Theory, sometimes conjecture. It's the award watch list month. July also houses the slowest time and day of the year in sports. That just so happened to be yesterday. (laughs) Why? No football. World soccer tournaments are over. All-star break, so there's not even baseball. There's a reason the ESPYs fall on the stage, Jason. They need something to fill the time. There's nothing There's else, nothing going, else on. going on. A lot of athletes have free time. They can make the trip out to L.A. for the show. So, we want in on the award show madness, BYU Sports Nation, which is why we have given all of you a VIP pass to our BYU Sports Nation preseason awards. Your first task is to answer today's Twitter question. 
which is who will the BYU male and female athletes of the year be for 2016 and 2017? Oh, who's got the first tweet, Jason? Uh, that would be uh, at Brute Dr. Says male will be Taysom Hill, who set season rushing and passing records while playing through a broken femur. Okay. Hashtag can't be stopped. There will be no injury <laughs> or no talk of an injury. No, 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 no. no. We're and not Taysom jinxing that. Hill. Come on, man. Come on now. <laughs> We're just going to assume health. Well, let's be honest. If anyone could play through a broken femur, it would be him. Oh, my goodness. But Convers- nothing's going to happen. Nothing is going to happen. Conversation is happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. At TX Colonel says, with 1,500-plus rushing yards and 500-plus receiving yards, the 2016-17 Male Athlete of the Year goes to... And then there's, there's nothing. There's nothing there. He may be on to something with that, Jason, because we're going to discuss right now our nominees for these very awards. If you had to look into your crystal ball, BYU Sports Nation, and see who is going to win the Male and Female Athletes of the Year for BYU next summer, who would it be? First, let's discuss the males and the athletes involved there. Jason, Taysom Hill is the natural fit because of his dynamic skill set. He's so fun to watch. He's a guy that's been, in a lot of ways, forgotten by the national college football media. But if he has a big game against Arizona, he's right back in the spotlight. Yeah, it's not going to take much, or I guess it won't take long, if if he comes out of the gate and plays well, for him to jump to the forefront of college football. I mean, every time he's played, he's been in the conversation for... Heisman for those types of things he has that type of skill set and you're talking about the highest profile position on the highest profile sport in college so it would completely make sense that he is in position for best male athlete and right there with him Tanner Mango who hits the Davey O'Brien award watch list Tanner coming off a season where BYU won nine games he was the national freshman of the year according to the touchdown club of Ohio that, that's the big money sport, right? Football. And you got two quarterbacks that can absolutely play. So they're going to be considered. Now basketball. and volley- Basketball is an intriguing one because there's a lot of hype about the team coming back. But in terms of experience, really the, the go-to score coming back is Nick Emery, right? Nick Emery would be the person that I would think would be best in position to be up for that. I mean, as you mentioned, there are a lot of guys on this team that – could potentially, and, and we quite honestly expect to have really good years, but a lot of them are, are just coming back from missions or newcomers, and so Nick Emery is the guy that's been there, we've seen what he can do, he has the opportunity to put himself in that category. Okay, you're the baseball insider. Oh yeah. What about baseball at BYU? I, I th- honestly, I th- again, there's, there's several guys you could go with. Look at what Colton Shaver is doing right now in the Cape Cod League. We know what he's been able to do for BYU baseball. He's been a consistent hitter. This is a guy that's going to play Major League Baseball. He's going to get an opportunity to live out his dream, and he, he does everything. He's a DH. He can play first. He can catch. So Colton Shaver is a guy that would be mentioned. And how about this? What about Kyle Dean? Mm. Freshman last year. Under the radar guy. Yes, very much. Only played in 16 of BYU's 54 games because of the back injury. Yeah. But this guy is, we always hear five-tool players. He is the prototypical five 
tool player. He can do everything. And coming back healthy, getting him back in that lineup, you know, he, he had four home runs before he got hurt. He had three in one game against Kansas. Mm. This guy has the power. He has the speed. He has the arm. He has everything. So I think Kyle Dean is also up for that award. Projected early round draft pick in the major leagues out of high school. A guy that was an Under Armour All-American. But again, because of an injury, yep. he's kind of just been a little bit forgotten. Like Taysom Hill has been with the general public of college football. What about Ben Patch of BYU men's volleyball? That team went to the national championship for crying out loud. He's been in two national championship matches in his career. And he's, com- he's coming back along with basically everyone from that team. He's a, su- he's a superstar in the making in men's volleyball. Yeah, and if you're looking at a team that maybe has the best chance to win a championship, mm, mm. Is, it, is it men's volleyball? Yeah, well, maybe we can have that discussion yeah. later. In fact, we will have that discussion later in the show. What's, what's the team of the year going to be? Not just the male athlete of the year. And how about the ladies? Kalani Purcell, if you are not aware of Kalani Purcell, that name or what she does for BYU women's basketball, you will be as a BYU fan by next year because she is the triple-double machine, but on the women's side. She is Kyle Collinsworth, but for BYU women's basketball. Well, and with the departure of a couple of seniors, Kylie Maeda and Lexi Reidalch, you've got to assume that... Kalani is going to be much more of a featured person in the offense. We know what she can do rebounding. She's unbelievable. And so, yeah, I, I think she's in the mix. How about Amy Boswell from BYU Women's Volleyball? There are three or four players on the BYU Women's Volleyball team, honestly, that could be on this list. And then McKenna Bull, the pitcher yep. for BYU Softball, she's going to leave as the strikeout queen. She will hold every strikeout record career in a season by the time she is done so this is an intriguing conversation and then Nadia Gomes of BYU women's soccer a player that spent time with the Portuguese under 19 national team she's the west coast conference player of the year coming back she did that as a sophomore coming back for her junior year she's number 22 on the professional women's soccer league big board right now the highest ranked of any BYU player there are some fantastic athletes on the male and female side at BYU right now and we want you to tell us Next year, if you are looking into your crystal ball, who will win those awards? Athletes of the Year in 2016-2017 for BYU. Maybe it is. Maybe it is Taysom Hill. But he's. we just got to get him healthy for game number one. Countdown to the Wildcats. 51 days. 51 days away before you, BYU Sports Nation, can go to the University of Phoenix Stadium and find those Pokemon characters. <laughs> Will there be a hunt before and after the game? Is that a Pokestop? <laughs> it has to be. Coming up, we unveil our top athletes, our projections and picks. But first, the Italian basketball star, Jonathan Tavernari, up next. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag 
BYUSN. Spencer just mentioned how you can follow BYU Sports Nation on Twitter. It's at BYU Sports Nation. On Instagram, we're also BYU Sports Nation. And on Snapchat, you can follow us at BYUSN. That's a whole lot of BYUSNs and BYU Sports Nation. Isn't it right great? There. Isn't it great? <laughs> if you don't know it by now, <laughs> after this little plug, we're doing something wrong. <laughs> Who will BYU's male and female athletes of the year be for 2016-2017? That is our Twitter question today. At Ben Bitter says, if I vote for Johnny Linehan and Kalani Purcell, would Jerem Jordan talk in an accent next show? Hey, I did my accent bit early on in this show, so that's only fair that Jerem at some point has to chime in on that, right? Hey, let me tell you, I would do just about anything to be able to have an Australian accent, and so New Zealand is it's pretty close. I would take either one of those. Ben Bitter also added this, hashtag punters lives matter. <laughs> Johnny Linehan's influence is running rampant through BYUSN. At 86 WI Coog, love to see Taysom Hill get male athlete, as that would mean a full season of health and ripping up the competition for female. Bet is on Ashley Hatch, who is another outstanding women's soccer player and was the freshman of the year in the West Coast Conference, but she was hampered by injuries. All of these amazing athletes <laughs> setting themselves up for that potential comeback and the award of being the best in their given sport. That's what's been so fun talking about all these is because we could have continued to go on the list of male and female athletes that could be in that running. That bodes very well for BYU athletics. Jonathan Tavernari has been graduated from BYU for a while, but if he were at BYU, he would be in the conversation for male athlete of the year. I'm just going to throw that out there right now. And it may have something to do with the fact that he is in Studio B right now. We talked to you on the phone a lot, man, but it's good to have you back in Studio B. I'm glad to say that I was the fan favorite. So (laughs) I won that a couple of times. So You knock down some deep threes, man. People start to to swoon over the basketball. I think it was the the Brazilian emotion coming out of me. (laughs) That too, that too. And the fact that ever since, you know, day one, um, I kind of, I'm a loyal guy. You know, Brazilians, you know, when we get attached to something, you know, I, I'm proud to say I bleed blue. So, you know, I, I left it out on the court, and I drove some people crazy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but I, I'm, I'm proud to say that I made people more happy than I made them crazy. So <laughs> that's a good thing. Other than Steve Alford, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to say something. My man over here said, I'm just going to block that. <laughs> I'm just going to block that, all right? That's what I'm going to do. For what it's worth, Jonathan, I'm in your camp on that right. situation, brother. Funny thing, though, uh, my father-in-law, you know, done has done some trips. I'm traveling in. You know, he was actually uh, – he went to New Mexico to the pit. Steve Offer was there. He introduced himself. And, and Coach Offer said nothing but great words about me. He said, hey, you know, you know, throughout this whole time, he was my favorite player to play against. And, you know, I mean, I, I developed some friendship, you know, when I would go back to Las Vegas, you know, to work out at Bishop Gorman. I would ask Lon Kruger um, if I could go and play, you know, play with the with the you know V guys, and so um, you know you started developing. You know I'm, I'm a network guy, and I started developing you know relationships, and so you know to hear that, you know I let's just say that I have a lot of respect for Coach Offer because you know he never quit on a fight. Let's just say about that. You know he never <laughs> he never canceled a series of games. You know because. <laughs> Because he was afraid, you know. I mean, so that's that's all I'm saying. You know, that's why you know he did call me a a not so very nice word. But at the end of the day, we're both competitors, and I mean, you gotta realize at stake at that game. Had we won, I mean, I would have been the first player in BYU history to win four straight championships. You know, and so Mm. and he was trying to get a program back. So there was a lot on the line. So it's. 
you know, it was unfortunate. And, you know, I'm glad that once I realized what I did, I asked Tom, I said, you know, Tom Holm was my mentor. And I said, hey, can you please come with me to the locker room? I got to go apologize for everything. And he ended up catching the heat more than I did. So the competitive spirit, we have zero problem with. Yeah. We also love the competitive fire that you are bringing to the microphone right now. (laughs) Jonathan Tavernari in Studio B on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, What are you doing this summer? How's your summer going? It's good. Um, Unfortunately, at the end of the season, um, right at the end of my season, I fractured my ankle. Uh, My lateral malleolus, I think that's how you say in English. And um, that's a lot of doctor stuff going on in here. And you I didn't say you know, anything, and we would buy right. it. Right, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, you wouldn't block that, right? No. <laughs> but um, anyway, so um, and I'm, I'm I'm rehabbing. You know, I've been cleared to play basketball now about a couple couple of weeks ago, and you know, just staying in shape, talking to my agent in Italy. Um, you know, trying to make my wife happy. You know, playing with my son and spending time with my family. My parents got to come up from Brazil. Awesome. Uh, made sure that they got a lot of Zika vaccines, you know, <laughs> make sure that nothing bad would happen. And so just, you know, just the usual, hanging out, just, you know, doing media tours and, you know, just spending time with you guys. And, you know, I get to follow guys a lot when I'm overseas. And, uh, you know, just appreciate you guys having me on the show. You mentioned that you're talking with your agent in Italy. I mean, what are the plans? Are you going back to Italy? What, what are you looking uh, for the next Italy, mainly because I have an Italian passport. You know, I'm a dual citizen, and you know, probably in the next little while, I'll probably become an American citizen as well because I don't have to give up my uh, my Brazilian and Italian citizenship. And so, because of that, you know, just looking in other, you know, certain teams in Italy and things like that, opportunities. Um, you know, would love to be able to stay in the same place a couple of times, you know, a couple of years. Um, you know, my wife and I got to live in a, in a beautiful city this year. We were right on the, on the Mediterranean on the Amalfi Coast. And, uh, you know, it was, it was just an amazing, amazing time. And, uh, you know, it would be fun to just be able to come back and, you know, just be used to, to the same team and the same city and fans and all of that. So. You guys are more welcome to come and visit anytime. I mean, I've been inviting him for a few years now. I know. Jason, now, you know. <laughs> All right, now that I know the invite is I know, there, man. I appreciate that. I want, I've got to get to Italy. You got the hookups. I don't know how many times. Guy. I don't know how many times I tell people, you know, I, here's the thing. Like, we've had people that I don't like come and stay in my house. I actually <laughs> care for you guys, so I wouldn't put any bad bugs, you know what I mean, on the mattress. But <laughs> That is so know, kind of you. It is, you know what I mean? Everybody so. that stayed at his house is now going, is he talking about me? <laughs> you know, there's a silver line, you know what I mean? I I mean, we're on the air now, and I can't just call out people, you know what I mean? But they know who I'm talking about. <laughs> Trust me. You know? Oh, fantastic yeah. stuff. Talking with Jonathan Tavernari, European basketball star out of Brazil, uh, played at BYU and was uh, a fan favorite for sure. Jimmer Fredette is a polarizing subject in the NBA, and there are people in both sides of the conversation of, yeah, keep chasing the NBA dream or right. go to Europe and right. be an absolute superstar. Where do you stand on Jimmer Fredette as a pro basketball player? You know, it's funny with Jimmer, and, which is crazy because I never talk basketball with Jimmer, ever. You know, because I feel like our friendship is more than that. Sure. And I feel, I feel like the whole world already kind of bothers him. Like, what are you going to do? When are you going to go to Europe? And I don't feel like that's my place, you know. And, but the thing with Jimmer is um, – you know, you, you got to support everything he chooses from. You know, from my perspective is if I were to have it to, you know, have a situation where I would have to choose between being one of the guys in the end of a bench or go and be the star, um, unless I'm playing for a championship team, you know, which is a sense that what he tried to do for San Antonio, 
I would like to kind of run my own show. But not only that, I mean, if you look into the details of contracts, I mean, you know, I mean, Jimmer has made his millions, you know, with media appearances and his image and all of that. But the thing is, when you go there, your money, first of all, is 100% tax free because the team takes care of your taxes. And, you know, through I won't say loopholes because as a, a negative connotation, but through the laws, you can actually verify that the team paid your taxes in that country. So when you transfer the money back home, you don't have to report it. Mm. There's complications. It's it's way more complicated than what I'm saying. But, you know, at, you know, quote, unquote, you don't pay taxes on the money, first things. Second thing is if you make the league minimum, you know, which is for a veteran about, you know, his about his age would be probably about eight 900000 Well, about 400 of that go to Uncle Sam. And so from a perspective point, you know, in Italy, you know, in Italy, excuse me, but in Europe, you don't pay for your housing. You don't pay for your cars. You don't pay for airfare health insurance so there's a, a a lot of variety of things that you don't have to you know you don't have to you don't have the cost and so when you look at something like that that's why a lot of european a lot of you know end of i won't say end of the bench guys but guys that don't get a lot of minutes in the nba they go to europe and um you know because i played at byu because you know i'm lds because i know jimmer um teams have asked me about you know ask me about him and you know we're talking about in the high six figures you know low seven figures for him wow and but who am i i mean i can i've come to him and say hey i've heard about this this and that let me know if you ever want anything he's like hey thanks jt i appreciate it because i don't feel like that's my role you know what i mean sure. i'm a friend you know if he has questions like for instance brandon davis played in italy this year um right after he got an offer he called me he and i talked for about an hour and a half I explained to him, you know, how the difference. He actually ended up playing for a coach that played that I played for. Um, long story short, he's in, he's either going to go to the NBA or he's going to go to another EuroLeague team. And so, you know, I feel like my role is not like Chase Fisher is another guy. Got an offer from an Italian team, called me. I feel like right now, and, and that's why I think it's so important for us to stay around the BYU program because then we can help these guys kind of like not direct them, but, you know, tell me, hey, this is my advice from a personal experience that I've had. Yeah. You know, and I feel like that's, you know, and yes, Jimmer, you know, in the grand scheme of things as a basketball player has achieved more than I do professionally. But I feel like if he ever were to make that jump, you know, it would be just me just maybe giving him some advice and not like, hey, you need to do this. You got to quit this <laughs> NBA deal. Forget about it and go teach him how to Jimmer in Spanish, you know, and all <laughs> that kind of stuff. So, well, What type of player could Jimmer be in Europe? And how do you think – he would be received. I mean, just staying from the fact that um, if you guys go on the internet and know that Sportando mm -hmm. is probably one of the biggest overseas um, websites. Uh, the guy that owns it is a great friend of mine, Emiliano. And whenever Jimmer was, you know, rumored to go to Milan, um, you know, Emil, you know, I call him Emmy. You know, he called and said, "Hey, I need to know this before anything because if he does sign it, this would be probably the biggest news of the year." Wow. And that's, I mean, because, and, and that's what teams, I, and I know I'm going to go off subject here, but, you know, I, I'm a BYU guy. You guys got me here, so this is my show now. I'm just joking. But <laughs> this is the difference between, let's just, let's just compare me and Jimmer for a second. You guys all saw videos of what I do over there. As a basketball player, am I an off-the-dribble shooter or am I a catch-and-shooter? A catch-and-shoot catch guy. Absolutely, you're a yeah. catch-and-shoot. I'm a catch-and-shoot guy. Yes. Jimmer is off-the-dribble guy. So we make that two distinctions, right? So there's – I would be Clay and Jimmer would be Steph. Okay. Jimmer would never, ever be able to be Clay Thompson. Not because he's not good enough. 
But that's not what made him Jimmer. It's not his style. Yeah. What did he do at BYU that everybody went crazy and a mom was about to deliver and he didn't go to the hospital to watch the San Diego State game at home? <laughs> he got the ball and dribbled and got ready and shake and bake guys and give a little sauce and then scored. He never came off of a screen. He never came off of a, of a, of a down screen. or yeah. a, He never done that. And this is what I go crazy about. Because the NBA is supposed to be the league of the leagues. And there are 30 teams. And every team has about 10 or 15 front office guys. So we're talking about 300 or 450 geniuses who can't see that Jimmer is not a catch-and-shoe guy. That he needs the ball to go. And that if you give him 10 or 15 minutes a game to do what Nate Robinson or Jamal Crawford to a lesser extent would do. And they say that his defense is liability. I can off here from the top of my head right now give you a list of 50 NBA guys that they don't even see the other end of the floor and they're on the court <laughs> because for their offense. And there's James talk- Harden at the top of that and list. And they're saying that Jimmer is a problem is a liability on defense. Yeah. I'm sorry, but that that's preaching to the choir. Those, I, how many times have I said what he those just said? Are, and I'm sorry, and I'm I'm an intelligent guy. English is my third language, and I majored from the Marriott School of Business. I'm sorry. I'm bragging about myself. I'm an intelligent guy. Where is the camera? I'm an intelligent guy. And you're telling me this 450 geniuses in the NBA who make millions of dollars can't see what a guy that grew up in Houston and now coaches at BYU saw, a guy that played with Larry Johnson, a guy that grew up here, all of these guys here saw, and all of, all of us BYU fans saw, don't call me a homer. I am a BYU homer, but don't call me a homer in this fact. Because if you're telling me that you want Jimmer to be a catch-and-shoot guy... Not going to happen. Then, you know what? Then there's something wrong with our system. Because Jimmer's problem in the NBA is now that he's a liability on defense. Because, let's be realistic, when he was at the Knicks, it's not like everybody was just, you know, just say, oh, let's pick on Jimmer and let's just have him score all the time when he played, you know, uh, excuse me, for Sacramento. There are clips of him doing what he did and actually winning a game for the Sacramento in the Garden doing what Jimmer does. And they are now giving Jeremy Lin $12 million a year. These re- contracts so, are ridiculous that are coming That's why right. I say that, you know, the NBA is not rigged and this and that, whatever Mrs. Curry says. But here's the thing. 450 geniuses say that Jimmer cannot play in the NBA because he's a liability on defense. Holy and cow. So, Preach. I don't, Preach. I'm just I, saying. Lo- I love it. I'm just saying. <laughs> I love it. JT, we need to do this more often, man. Hey, get me a permanent seat over here, man. I'll hang it up. <laughs> we we need to make you a regular part of this I'm show. Just saying, man. Hey, thanks for the time, man. I appreciate Best it. Best of luck for to you me. in Italy, Thank and you. Uh, glad to have your family. One more up here. time, you guys more than Jay. welcome to come and visit. All right, you got so, it, man. You if got you it. missed the interview with Jonathan Tavernari just now, you're gonna want to download yes, the podcast. Are. Straight fire being spat into the microphone. <laughs> Love it so much. Up next, who will win Best Athlete of the Year at BYU? Our projections, and you'll probably disagree with us. <laughs> this is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton, Jason Shepard, and Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. If you just missed the interview <laughs> with Jonathan Tavernari, trust me. Go back, Bring in the heat. find a way to listen to it, to watch it, indulge in it. 
download the podcast. There are a myriad of ways you can catch that interview, and you will not be disappointed. How about this is one of the ways. The BYU TV app is now on Xbox One. Users can find the BYU TV app in the Xbox One app store under new releases or by searching the app store for BYU TV. You can watch live programming as well as watch content on demand. And we remain on Xbox 360 as well. That has not gone away. We have just added Xbox One, the upgraded version now to the Arsenal of different ways you can watch the show. Let's refresh today's BYUSN headlines. Tanner Mangum has been named the Davey O'Brien Award watch list. The award is given to the nation's best quarterback. He has an asterisk next to his name, not because he's not worthy, but because due to the rules, in accordance with Davey O'Brien watch list guidelines, in cases where multiple quarterbacks from the same school received consideration and the school has not yet named an official starter for the upcoming season, the player who finished last year as the school starting quarterback is the one on the actual list. So it is a Tanner Mangum, Taysom Hill <laughs> appearance on that award watch list. No doubt. If they could have put both on there, they would have. I just, that's me. That's not them. Uh, Algie Brown, Jamal Williams, both named to the Doak Walker Award watch list. That award is given to the nation's best running back. Algie moving to fullback this yeah. year. Expects to catch a lot of balls out of the backfield, but he will do some serious blocking in that pro-style offense for Jamal Williams. Kyle Collinsworth had three points, eight rebounds, and three assists last night for the Dallas Mavericks against the Milwaukee Bucks in NBA Summer League play. He is back in action tonight with the Mavs against Brandon Davies, another former BYU guy, and his Chicago Bulls at 8.30 Eastern. Jimmer Fredette, who was just... So <laughs> vehemently disgust. <laughs> I don't even know that's the right word. Uh, passionately disgust by Jonathan Tavernari and his summer league team, the Nuggets, play against Jason Shepard's Utah Jazz at 8 Eastern. Yeah, again, Jazz win, Jimmer goes for 30. That's win-win scenario that's, for you. That's win-win. And because it was such a hit with the kids the last time we did this, oh boy. how about for our next headline about the Open Championship, we head back over to Albus Dumbelinton, <laughs> roll the British music. <laughs> Round one of the Open Championship is underway. Daniel Summerhays is making a move up the leaderboard, currently tied for 56th, even par through five holes. Back to you, Jason. <laughs> don't even, oh, that is so good. Oh, I, I, lo- I love I love Harry Potter. By the way, are you going to go fun. see Fantastic Beasts? Isn't that what it's called? Yes, and I'm, where to I'm find su- them? I'm sure that we will have tickets the first available showing. That's going to happen. <laughs> oh my goodness! Production meeting. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's time to reveal our BYU Sports Nation preseason award winners for the male and female athletes of the year. Can I have some more music and energy? Yeah. Yep. Let's do this. We're going to start with the female athlete of the year, Jason Shepard. Looking into your crystal ball, who is the female winner for next year? Does this music sound like like the background music when the uh, the Blues Brothers dance? It's a game show music. It's award show. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. For me, the female athlete of the year this upcoming season is going to be BYU women's basketball forward Kalani Purcell. Mm. I look at what she did last year in her first season with the Cougars. 12 points, 13 rebounds. She was... A dominant post player, and I know Coach Judkins was really hoping that that's that she would be able to give them that post presence. She did that absolutely. She had her way in the WCC. I like how that bodes for the team next season. And also, as I mentioned, 
with Lexi Rydalch graduating, Kylie Maeda graduating, Kalani really should become much more of a focal point of the team. I mean, you still have good guards. You have McKenzie Pulsifer and, and, and others, but with what Kalani Purcell brings to this team, I think she puts herself in line for having a monster year and therefore being the female athlete of the year. If she gets the first ever triple-double in BYU women's <laughs> basketball so history, close. that alone might push her over the top in this discussion because, yeah, she was an assister too shy on a couple Twice. of occasions. I mean, she's that type of player for BYU women's basketball, and she will have more opportunities with the departure yeah. of Lexi Rydell. Yep. Lexi took a lot of shots for good reason. Yep. West Coast Conference Player of the Year, but now it kind of feels like Kalani Purcell's team. My female athlete of the year goes to Nadia Gomes of BYU women's soccer. As a sophomore, she was the WCC Player of the Year. As a sophomore... Number 22 overall on the NWSL big board. That's higher than any other BYU women's soccer player currently. She led the West Coast Conference in points, goals, and she was clutch. She had five game-winning goals last year. That's good for top 50 nationwide. And she spent time at the international level with the Portuguese under-19 team. So she's been around. She's seen a lot of different looks and played a ton of soccer. If you haven't watched her play... This fall on BYU TV is your next opportunity. Nadia Gomes, I feel like, leads the BYU women's soccer team to another magical season. They take the next step this year because of all of the experience they bring back. I, I really believe that. We talked to Chris Watkins, the associate head coach for BYU women's soccer, earlier this week. Their front line is unreal. Any one of six players yes. could lead the team in goal scoring. On any given match, you could have... One of six or seven players just dominate. Yeah. I feel like Nadia Gomes has an unbelievable junior year, and she will be the female athlete of the year. Okay. Back to the male side of things now. Jason Shepard, as the baseball insider, are you going to stay true to BYU baseball here? There were so many male athletes that you could have gone for this So award. many. A lot. We didn't even get to half of the ones that we could have talked about. But yes... And it's not just because I am the BYU Baseball Insider. I truly believe Kyle Dean is going to explode next year okay. on the diamond. Okay. I think Kyle Dean will be the male athlete of the year. Wow. As we talked about. Not a football player. No, no, no. Mm. We talked about Major League Baseball talent. He had that coming out of high school. He could have gone that route. Chose to come to BYU. It was a huge get for Coach Littlewood and his staff. As we mentioned, five-tool player. He can do it at the plate. He can do it defensively. He's going to hop right back into that right field position. He's got the arm. Everything that you want out of a baseball player, this guy can do. And after only playing 16 games last year due to the back injury, after the season, you remember this tweet that he sent out. Mm. He said, quote, I will be back next season 100% and will help take this team to a regional. You can take that to the bank, end quote. <laughs> yeah, it this does, guy's does, determined. Does that not scream leadership, too? Absolutely. And he had such high expectations for himself. Not to mention what the, the coaches and the team had for him, but for himself, he really expected to have a huge year. And that injury, it, it bugged him. And so he's going to come back even more motivated. And you have a healthy Kyle Dean added to what's coming back already, for guys from missions, you know, new additions from high school. This could make a huge year okay. for the Batcats. okay. Here's the thing. I'm giving the award to Kyle Dean. Unfortunately, Kyle was not able to be with us today. <laughs> but he did want me to read this. <laughs> this is true. This is true. This is from Kyle. This is an actual quote. Kyle said, 
thank you for recognizing me for this award. <laughs> but if I can be the second best number seven on campus next to Taysom, that's an honor in and of itself. <laughs> Look at that. He's gracious, too. Oh, that alone was worth it. I'm so glad you picked Kyle Dean for this. Well played, Kyle. Well played. <laughs> and he, he said it. The second best number seven on campus next to Taysom Hill, and that is my award winner for the Male Athlete of the Year. It's going to Taysom. He's due. He's long overdue for this. His skill set is so fun to watch because he's a true dual threat. He's fast. He's strong. He's improved his passing game mightily. It all comes down to health, and right now we're assuming health. He told us on Media Day if I could play today if I needed to. He's being held back, and I think wisely so, by the trainers and the coaches to just ease into things. But he said, we have tried anything and everything. We have extended and, and looked through all resources so that I can stay healthy this year. I think this is it. And I think he goes out with a bang at BYU. He's set up to have like the most epic comeback story ever at BYU because of what he's gone through with his three season-ending injuries. And here's the good part. Less risk of an injury. Just because of the way it's designed. It's not designed to keep Taysom safe. It's just the way that they run the offense. He'll take some shots when he's throwing the ball, but he's going to hand the ball off a lot more to Jamal Williams. And when he does have to scramble because it's not going to be a called play per se, watch out. 70 yards later, you'll see Taysom Hill in the end zone. Because of what he does, when he makes a big play, it resonates through the nation. Again, the comeback story, people love that stuff. He has a big game against Arizona. He'll be right back in the national spotlight as a dual-threat quarterback, and all of a sudden, it'll be this Cinderella discussion about what he can do. We talk about motivation, and as, as has been talked about, Taysom had a decision to make. He didn't have to come back this year. He didn't have to put himself through the workouts and the rehab to try and get back. He's motivated to come back and not have a good year. He's motivated to come back and have a great year. And when you're talking about that kind of motivation from your quarterback, Mm. the leader of your team, that's huge. Between Taysom and Tanner, BYU will have a distinct quarterback advantage in I think all but one game they play this year. You can quote me on that. Please do. Test that. Other than Josh Rosen, what quarterback battle will those two, whoever the starter is, not bring an advantage to BYU in? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't huge, think I could disagree with what you just said. It's a huge luxury to have. And some people might say, well, Anu Solomon, Arizona. No. No. Taysom Hill and Tanner Mangum, right now, better college quarterbacks than Anu Solomon. I, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Could a case be made? That when Taysom's healthy, he's better than Rosen? He's a more dynamic athlete. I mean, I'm just just playing devil's advocate. I mean, is there a chance that he could be every game they play? Pro potential? Pro potential? Probably not, because Josh Rosen has been raised to be an NFL quarterback, but better athlete? Hands down, Taysom Hill. By the way, Taysom, in his graciousness, (laughs) was kind enough to pre-record his acceptance speech. It's a bit short, but here it is. I don't have a response to that. Yeah, it, is, <laughs> it, it is what it is, you know. Do we have the taste and bite? We didn't hear it. We can't hear the hopefully, taste Hopefully bite. the viewers and the listeners heard it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he wasn't kind enough to pre-record his speech. He's, hey, here's what it was. His acceptance speech was he's going to let his play do his talking. 
That is what it was. So Jason has picked a guy that's coming off a significant injury and didn't see a lot of time on the field of play. And I went with Taysom Hill, who played in all of one game last year, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. In the 2015-16 season, Taysom Hill and Kyle Dean combined to play in 17 of 67 possible games. Taysom played in 1 of 13, and Kyle played in 16 of 54. There you go. So yeah, we like the comeback story, apparently, (laughs) on the desk in Studio B. If you disagree, let us know. Sound off. With your responses to our Twitter question, who will the BYU Male and Female Athletes of the Year be for 2016-2017? You have voted, and we will reveal those numbers up next about who is the most popular choice today for the Male and Female Athletes, not to mention Team of the Year. Well, that discussion next. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jason Shepard live in the studio bizzle. If you miss an episode of BYU Sports Nation Live, the rebroadcast airs each and every weeknight on BYU TV starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. All sorts of social media response coming in uh, because of what Jonathan Tabernari <laughs> said about Jim or Fredette. Yeah, I mean... I'll leave it at that. <laughs> you're going to want to watch... <laughs> Or listen, however you get it, you're going to want to tune in to that interview. It was fantastic. Also what he said about Steve Alford. (laughs) Speaking of social media, you can follow BYU Sports Nation on all the platforms. Follow BYU Sports Nation on Twitter. It's at BYU Sports Nation on Instagram. Also at BYU Sports Nation. And on Snapchat, you can find us at BYUSN. Who will the BYU Male and Female Athletes of the Year be for 2016-2017? At Maddie Z. Smith 4 says, Male, if he can stay healthy, Taysom Hill. Female, only one answer always Ashley Hatch hashtag scoring machine she was one of the nation's top 10 goal scorers coming into last season an injury how many star players were injured in their respective sports for BYU last year good grief are they not due to stay healthy yeah let go man BYU needs some of the the good karma from terms of injuries good grief okay uh, some votes have come in just, and we just counted tweets just Twitter mentions. And the female winners tied in number of votes are Kalani Purcell and Ashley Hatch. So, so they go. agree with us. Nadia oh, Gomes. excuse me, Nadia Gomes is who you... Well, Nadia Gomes is the reigning West Coast Conference Player of the Year in women's soccer. And, and she did not get as many votes as Ashley Hatch, but that's how loaded they are. That's how loaded the BYU women's soccer team is this year. For Male Athlete of the Year, hands down, running away with Twitter responses, has been Taysom Hill. Nick Emery is in second with uh, uh, five. Yeah, five votes. So there you go, five tweets in. Yeah, Taysom's had a ton of tweets in response to that question in favor of him. What about Team of the Year, however? This changes the dynamic of the conversation because – and BYU's coming off of a year where they enjoyed – uh, almost unprecedented success top to bottom with with all of the teams and what they did between baseball, softball, another conference championship, soccer, another conference championship. Um, it, things look really good right now. Women's golf winning their first ever West Coast Conference championship. So what will the team of the year be? Nominees, you got to start with men's volleyball, right? Yeah. I mean, they went to the national championship. Would you go to the national championship and have a legitimate chance to go back, yeah, you're in that running. <laughs> really, the only significant contributor they lose, 
was Michael Hatch. I mean, they, they bring everybody back, including their superstars. Okay, women's soccer, I just talked about the loaded team that they have coming back off of an NCAA tournament win and the WCC champs. We would be remiss to leave off women's volleyball, who have gone to four straight Sweet 16s or further. They got to a national championship in that run, and they're coming back loaded again, Jason. They... This is going to be a fun year for volleyball, regardless of men's or women's. This, these are going to be teams to pay attention to this year. BYU baseball. we got to get baseball in there for Jason. Absolutely. Right? And BYU football. I know, I know the schedule's really hard, but because the schedule is so loaded, they win a few of those big games, people are going to start to freak out a little bit in a good way. So where are you going? And men's basketball obviously is in there. I mean, we talk about the Lone Peak 3, the hype's through the roof. Hype central. Where are you going? Who you say is, is team of the year? And if you don't agree with me, I think you're wrong, Jason. Just I think we up. agree. I'm assuming we're going to agree on this. <laughs> I think it's got to be men's volleyball. Yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. They're coming back off of a national championship match run with essentially the same team and that much more passion and desire to get back and win it. They have the best chance to get to a national championship and win it. They're going to be the team of the year. Oh, coming up on BYU Sports Nation, the Cougar Whip Around. Will there be more British Spencer? Alba Spencer saying, please no, Spencer, please no! <laughs> BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. What happens next? Let's push it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. I immediately regret doing that. <laughs> Tanner Mangum has been named to the Davy O'Brien Award watch list. The award is given to the nation's best quarterback. Taysom Hill is not named on that list, but here's why. There's an asterisk. In cases where multiple quarterbacks from the same school received consideration and the school has not named a starter for the upcoming season, the player who finished last year as the starting quarterback is named to the watch list. Also, Algie Brown and Jamal Williams both named to the Doak Walker Award watch list. That award is given to college football's best running back. Cougars in the association. Kyle Collins scored three points, had eight rebounds and three assists last night for the Dallas Mavericks against the Milwaukee Bucks in NBA Summer League play. He's back in action tonight against Brandon Davies and the Chicago Bulls, 8.30 Eastern. Jimmer, Fredette, and the Denver Nuggets play tonight at 8 Eastern against the Utah Jazz. Cougars in the PGA. Oh, boy. Do I have to do this again, You know what? It says me, but you take it, Albus. You don't want to. Go ahead. I'm so sorry, everyone. (laughs) Round one of the Open Championship is underway. Daniel Summerhays currently on the course, tied for 60th. Even par through seven holes. Jason? Cougars overseas. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I'm you're not. so sorry. It's just once okay, twice, and three times is like, please no. USA Volleyball currently playing in the World League final rounds. U.S. down two sets to none, but up 13-10 in the third set. Soccer. Men's soccer lost its season finale to FC Golden State Force last night, 3-1. to one. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help and Union of DexterLaw.com. We're giving it to Jamal, Algie, and Tanner for making preseason award watch lists. Our elite tweet of the day from at Still Team Riley. I don't care who wins male and female athlete of the year as long as Taysom or Tanner starts off their speech with what an honor. First the Heisman, and now this. Hey, thanks to our guest, Jonathan Tavernari. Make sure you check out the interview. Please do yourself a favor. For Jason, I am Spencer. Shout out to John Walsh. We'll see you tomorrow.